Hello and welcome to a special catch-up edition of Sound Off. I'm Joe Perino, and I thought I would take this opportunity to catch you up on what's been going on with me and around me since my last podcast in January of 2017, and bring you up to date to today, which as I'm speaking is July 5th, 2020, the day after the 4th. Now let's go back to January 17. At that point, I was an independent consultant, having been knocked out of my previous two positions by the oil downturn that occurred in late 2014. And as many of you might remember, the oil price bottomed out at about $26 a barrel in uh, January of 16 and has stayed down. And the recovery was only modest for most firms as the oil price has gone back up to around uh, $55 a barrel. And that was until both the combination of the COVID virus hit us uh, earlier this year, along with the oil price war that the Saudis and the Russians started, which knocked the oil price down to actually negative value, and today sits at around $40 a barrel. And of course, we've seen another round of layoffs, bankruptcies, uh, these service companies are hurting. Big oil is laying off and cutting budgets, and the independents that are still out there are still struggling. Now, in 17, I was a very active member uh, of the Houston Tech Center, following startups. And we were helping companies that were anywhere from mom, pa financing, uh, family financing to Series A financing, very early stage. And I started tracking about 20 to 25 companies in the upstream oil and gas space, particularly around the Internet of Things and advanced analytics, things like artificial intelligence and machine learning applied to the oil patch. And I stayed with that throughout 2017 and uh, through the end of 2018 when the Tech Center evolved into Houston Exponential. And after that, I lost touch with the startups. But during that time period, I was approached by one of the startup companies called WellAware out of San Antonio. And they had brought to market a IoT device, an edge device, if we might say, that could acquire data from the wellhead and well sites, any piece of equipment, levels, pressures, temperatures, etc., and beam that information uh, through either low-power WAN or cellular through up through the cloud and then back down to the recipient. And so they needed a sales guy to join the team. And I said, why don't I take a chance and do something different and get back in the game? And so I did. And I ran with that for about a year, helping the company. But things were tough. There's a lot of competition. and as you'll see, uh, as I revisit it later in another podcast, there's still a lot of different devices out there competing for applications. Uh, there are different form factors, different sizes, different compute powers, and this space has not yet shaken out like it is appearing to do downstream where most of the IoT players uh, and edge computing players are larger companies, more established firms. Now, during that time period, it was a bumpy road and capital spending and 
had not come back fully yet, and people were cautious with their budgets. And a lot of the uh, prospective customers were still pretty uncomfortable with this whole concept of Internet of Things and edge computing devices, particularly because they could eventually replace the older equipment in the field. And I'll talk more about that in a future podcast. And so during the summer of 2018, I was approached by a small boutique analyst firm called LNS Research out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. And they needed to replace their senior most analyst uh, with a who was going to retire in a year or so by the name of Dan Miklovic. And Dan is actually a very well-known analyst, having worked for Gartner for 15 more years, a long-time career in the industry, very highly respected, uh, very expert at what he does, and uh, a frequent writer and speaker. And so I joined the firm, LNS in December of 18 as uh, Dan's understudy for uh, what we call asset performance management. And we had an expanded definition of what that meant. It wasn't strictly a computerized maintenance management system or an asset uh, or an enterprise asset management system. It also included, and Dan went a long way in defining this, digital twins, advanced analytics, uh, something we call the connected worker, all these other pieces, including Internet of Things, to be able to extend the capability of managing assets in a facility and not strictly from a maintenance viewpoint. And so I joined up and under Dan's coaching, uh, got moving along and, and it turned out to be a really good fit for me. Uh, I had spoken and written before many times, but not with the, call it intensity of routine that is required among analysts now, particularly among the writing. And so uh, I really enjoyed my time there and uh, hope to continue on. We work for both vendors. Uh, particularly people in the automation space, but also people like SAP, Oracle, Aspen Tech, a number of other firms in the software industry. And then also we work for end users. And there's a whole variety of end users. Uh, We include ExxonMobil, Georgia Pacific, Stanley Black & Decker, United Technologies, even Newport News Shipbuilding Company. All kinds of different clients that need advice on our specialty, which is industrial transformation. And we didn't want to use the term digital transformation because that term people still struggle with. We wanted to focus strictly on industrial transformation, how the business is changing and how technology can help you do better. So that's our focus. And you can see my uh, writings and blogs uh, on the website www.lnsresearch.com. Now, my role there is not just APM. I also focused on edge computing. Uh, cybersecurity, particularly at the industrial control system level, and have gotten further into environmental health and safety uh, this past year, and will be continuing in that space. And uh, of course, this all brings us back to the fact that uh, I'm going to be speaking a little bit later this year at the IoT and oil and gas conference put on by the Energy Conference Network in late September uh, of this year assuming it will be a face-to-face conference because at this point pretty much everything has been canceled out there and it's all we've been doing nothing but virtual conferences uh for the past three or four months in fact june was so busy we could have done we basically could have attended three virtual conferences a week in june 
Now, finally, we have a bit of a break now that we're at the 4th of July, and things, I think, will quiet down until September when things will pick back up again after Labor Day. But nevertheless, uh, we've been quite busy both with attending these events, writing about these events, advising clients of all shapes and sizes, and uh, most people, of course, are in one of two states. They're either trying to recover from COVID and start back up again or ramp back up again from a reduced production rate, or in some cases, particularly in the life sciences and, gee, if you're making toilet paper, you, you, the demand couldn't be higher. In fact, as we speak, and most of you out there are consumers like, like I am, all of a sudden, there's been a mad rush on paper towels again, and we can't get any paper towels at Sam's or Costco or Walmart or you name it or any of the other stores in Houston. Uh, fortunately, the other day, my wife was lucky enough to order two boxes of Bounty on Amazon, and now you can't get it again. So that tells you the kinds of ups and downs that the supply chain has been having under this COVID virus environment. So as we move forward and look forward to the rest of the year, uh, I'm sure I'll be coming back to talk about a number of topics. Obviously, the Internet of Things, Asset Performance Management, Digital Twins, Cybersecurity, the Connected Worker and the Connected Workforce, which is getting a lot of attention, and then two other subjects that are, are very much uh, on the top of the list for many people, and that is remote operations, given the fact that we now have to have a lower profile at the plant and facility. So how do we do that? And how does that drive us toward autonomous operations? What's going to be needed to do that? And of course, all this adds up to the buzzword of the day, which is resiliency. How do you manage yourself through what appear to be permanent changes in the environment? In other words, how do you get from the old normal to whatever the new normal is going to be? So I look forward to having future podcasts with you and having you uh, tune in. And by the way, for those of you who listen to my podcasts about the gasoline prices and buying uh, low-cost gas and adding a fuel additive to it, here we are almost four years later, and the economics of that at my old favorite Chevron station still work. There's still 50 or 60 cents a gallon more than Sam's Club, and buying Chevron Tecron fuel additive is still about $5 a can over at Walmart. So you're still way ahead by adding the additive in and buying the cheap gas than you are to pay a premium for name brand premium gasoline. So with that, thanks for listening. And as always, if you have a question or comment, drop us an email or comment on the EKT Interactive website. And until next time, thanks again for listening to Sound Off.